What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard in business, they're dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and we're boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. Yeah. Hey, Chelsea, do you have any clear eyes? <gasps> clear eyes. I don't remember what the slogan is. Something awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you do, because we're talking about Red Eye Yeah. Today. Yep. I can't believe you came up with your own little intro for this, because I, too, had a stupid intro oh, for this. Oh, what was yours? <laughs> oh, no, I stepped on yours. I No, 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 it's cool. I was going to say, uh, so everyone has been watching you on Netflix, right? At least I've been watching it. Okay, sure. And it's been a thing where uh, people, specifically teenage girls, I think, are really into the main character, even though he's objectively a terrible person. Sure. And he's a villain. So we're gonna we're gonna flash back to 2005 when I was a stupid teenager and I saw the movie Red Eye in theaters and I was so horny for <laughs> Killian Murphy in this. <laughs> Is is the guy in you as Patrick Bateman-esque as uh, Killian here? I think he... Honestly, when I first started watching that show, the first thing I thought was, oh, this is Patrick Bateman if he wanted his life to be a rom-com. Oh, okay. It's very Patrick Bateman for sure. Yeah. Patrick Bateman's hot too. Yeah. <laughs> Objectively. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're not talking about American Psycho. We're talking about Red Eye, which is a Wes Craven movie. Mm-hmm. Wes Craven directed this in 2005. I saw this in theaters. I was. I remember seeing the trailer for this in theaters and thinking, yes, this is where I want to be. Because the trailer was kind of a misleading um which I actually, I've always thought would be a great concept for a movie is advertise something as a rom-com, but then halfway through it turns into a horror, but it, nothing in the ads say that. You just think it's going to be. That'll get you a lot of angry patrons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a lot of angry letters. Hi, that's actually my seat. You're kidding. You're not kidding. So what do you do? As fate would have it, my business is all about you. But the trailer for this was, it started as a rom-com, and then halfway through the trailer, you realize it's a thriller. I mean, this uh, the first, what, 15, maybe even 20 minutes of this could be a rom-com? Mm-hmm. A really boring one. <laughs> Did you see this in theaters? No, I didn't see it until 2010. Wow, I remember okay. because it, I watched it uh, during my summer that I was interning out in L.A., so I remember watching it then. This was 15 years ago this came out, and I vividly remember going to the theaters. I remember who I was with. I remember planning um, to go see this with people because I was excited for the actors in it. it like, oh, man, guys. It's weird. Yeah, she's been freaking out. Well, it's also <laughs> one of the movies I've watched recently where... <laughs> It didn't look like I remembered it looking in my head. I think when you haven't seen a movie in a long time, you kind of adjust it in your head to look like maybe how movies look now. And you don't remember watching this. That like, oh, my God, of course, there's a bunch of people with frosted tips in this because it's 2005 and everything looks already a little dated. And, oh, it's weird. 
<laughs> do you want to just start going through it before I have a complete crisis? Yeah, because <laughs> over my mortality. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna have to tend to you after we Maybe. finish filming. Oh man. Yeah, but I guess you know we both like this movie. I'm yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a short little romp. Yes, it's, uh, it's 86 minutes, I mm-hmm. think. Comes in Beautiful. under the 90. It's Wes Craven, so you know it's it's well done. It's got uh, good characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the leads are excellent. Oh, they're great. It's I Rachel mean, Rachel McAdams. They ca- they have to carry the whole thing. Yeah, and Killian Murphy. Yeah, the movie is mostly focused on the two of them. Mm-hmm. A large part of it takes place on a plane, mm-hmm. which is fun, and I think works. Uh, to it, it's a strength of it the um claustrophobia it's one of those movies where it's how will this person get out of this and then it's fun to watch them try all these different ways mm-hmm. because rachel mcadams's character is very competent and smart and really liked her in this i like her in this too this was the first movie i'd seen her in after mean girls because this would have been right after mean girls came out that was 2003 and maybe? i remember this really surprising me because i just knew her as regina and then i forget if the notebook was before after this but i didn't see the notebook right before i didn't see the notebook till i was in i couldn't finish it i turned it off really? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like i don't care <laughs> i just shut it off <laughs> all right so yeah in this movie rachel mcadams is a hotel manager yeah is it often that a 27 year old is a hotel manager i don't no that sounds young to me i am not familiar with that career path (laughs) are there any hotel managers that yeah holla at us listen to this so she's on the phone with her dad who is in the middle of remodeling a house yes and her dad is brian cox brian cox yeah who was the original original hannibal Hannibal Lecter Lecter and manhunter yep uh, also, maybe best known to the Dead Meat audience as uh, Mr. Krieg from Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. The curmudgeonly neighbor who has the climactic showdown with Sam. That's right. Yes. So, yeah, we got we got Brian Cox, and he, he has her childhood bedroom preserved because he just wants his daughter to come visit. There's like a cheerleading outfit and some field hockey stuff. And apparently, according to IMDb Trivia, which I'm which is iffy. You know, because yeah. anyone can anyone can just post. fucking type that in. Apparently, the shot of her playing field hockey and there's like a photograph is just from Mean Girls, and I do remember there is field hockey in that. Huh. Rachel's reading a Dr. Phil book in line at the airport, as you do, because her dad gave it to her. Yeah, it's That's... like very prominently featured, like Dr. Phil right there. Yeah. Did he pay to have this? Probably not. I don't know how that works. I never I know. How no that idea works. how that if they works. They have to pay him if he has to pay them. Dude, if it's they a get whole permission. thing. Like it's all clearances and shit. Like when I worked in art departments, that was the most annoying part of it. Is you want to just even use something innocuous in the background somewhere, but it has to pass through this whole system of people. Yeah, so his people definitely system. knew. Yes, they ha- they yeah. knew, but yeah. I mean, they use his name. Cause... But who who approached who? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, before that, we see her talking to her like assistant back at her hotel that she manages, and yes, we just get the Cynthia. sense that uh, yes, Cynthia, Jama Mays, who is on Glee, and she's in shit like epic movie, like those things. She looks like a fawn in person form. Yeah. You know, she has like very wide eyes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get the sense that Rachel McAdams is a people pleaser. She tells her, uh, the receptionist lady that... Cynthia, there are no guests who are assholes, only guests with special needs. False. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you, Rachel McAdams. That's very kind of you. And <laughs> speaking of, there's a lady in line behind Rachel McAdams. Oh, no, this, is, this isn't the mean person, but there there is a lady behind her who is super hot for Dr. Phil. Like, she wants Dr. Phil so bad. And she notices that Rachel's reading this book and... Are we just going to call her Rachel in this? I'm, I'm calling them Rachel and Killian. Okay, that's fair. To keep it from being confusing. I don't even remember her actual name in this. Lisa. Lisa? Lisa. Lisa. And his name is Jack. Oh, yeah, Jack... Ripner. Ripner. Yeah. Ripner. Yep. So Rachel's like, you know what? Here, take this book. I don't want it. I please, I insist. (laughs) It it no longer sparks joy for me. It does not spark joy. That is such a great way to go about those kinds of gifts you get from people. What? You know, just just acknowledge like this this served its purpose for me and I don't need it anymore. If only there were uh, a bunch of random airport women to just give them to and not have to yeah, deal so with. Yeah, so then you don't feel bad. There's a guy in line also who starts being really shitty to an employee and Rachel steps in and just puts on her like her hotel manager hat and then Killian also steps in and uh, help save the day and chelsea melts to the floor and i'm uh, and see, just end the movie <laughs> and we're done <laughs> it's a perfect really pointless rom-com just no plot it's extreme like there's nothing to it but you know we could just end it there the lesson is be nice to employees they live happily ever after he's so i just wrote he's so pretty he has such nice cheekbones and he is so scary. <laughs> yeah, he clearly looks like a fucking psychopath. He looks like, like such a fucking villain. It's yeah. amazing. He looks like he's about to chloroform her. I and mean, drag her away. Out he of the would airport. be such a weird casting for a straight up rom com. I would love to see it. Maybe he had, I don't, I can't think of any that he's been in. He's in just, he's always playing character roles even if he is the leading man he's still like well yeah you can't have scenes with him kissing people or else his his cheekbones are just gonna cut him all the pieces yeah (laughs) (laughs) just cut their face to ribbons oh man so on the way to the terminal a random lady runs right into rachel mcadams this is one of my favorite lines which i don't even think we would have caught if we didn't have the captions on oh when the lady walks away yeah, so she this lady runs right into her and spills coffee all over her, and she she apologizes and then walks away, and she's yelling to her, I think, husband off screen, like, Larry, could you run back to Starbucks? I need another mocha. Uh, well, someone's wearing it. Yeah, he's like, what, you finished that one? <laughs> Killian's at the airport bar. And it's funny because at first I thought, oh, this kind of looks like uh, LAX. But then I, every airport just kind of looks yeah. like this, right? Every airport's got that same Mexican restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's always very good. Mm-hmm. So Rachel joins him and he says that he has this talent where he can guess someone's preferred drink. And I forgot this whole <laughs> plot line. So at first I was genuinely like... Oh, how do you do that? <laughs> like, what is he going off of here? So he he guesses that she drinks sea breezes. And she says, oh, close. I drink bay breezes. And by the way, I did look them up. I wanted to know what these drinks were. A sea breeze is a, it's four ounces cranberry juice 
one and a third ounces of vodka and one ounce of grapefruit juice. But a Bay Breeze is, it's the exact same thing, but instead of grapefruit, it's pineapple juice. I think that sounds better. I think the Bay Breeze sounds better. And importantly, and I did not catch this, but when she sips the the Bay Breeze, she doesn't like it. So she lied about her favorite drink because her favorite drink, as we'll find out later, is a Sea Breeze. That tastes okay? That's fine. Be sure. We can always get you that sea breeze. Just hints as to what's going on. Mine's an old yeah. fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, my favorite. It's not a drink you can just order, though, because no one knows what the fuck it is. But I love Corpse Survivors, man. Oh, yeah. you can't. I love those. anything with, with absinthe. Absinthe is my favorite. I mean, old fashioned, you can't get unless it's like a de- halfway decent hey, bar. Hey, man. Any, like, I can't just order stuff with absinthe in it. That's such a random specialty <laughs> thing. I just like that licorice taste. It's so good. They make small talk, and he reveals that his name is Jackson Ripner. He prefers Jackson, I think, because otherwise it's Jack Ripner. But also that probably just isn't his real it's name. It's probably not his real name. Yeah. Um, Cool fake name. Mm-hmm. You know? Ballsy. It's ballsy really ballsy, name. yeah. Oh, hi. My, my, my name is Murder McMurder. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> My name is um, Son of Sam. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, just and scene. Just end the movie here. It's a really dumb rom-com. Maybe it's like a student film, you know, <laughs> or like there's not really plot. It could be it could feel a little new wave, you know, where it's just two people getting to know each other. Very and there's not, a, there's not a plot. Mm-hmm. Just end it here. Nope. We keep going. Um, there is a brief shot of the deputy sec- security. Is it the deputy? Yeah, secretary? I looked it up. It's the deputy secretary of Homeland They're Security. They're targeting a deputy secretary. I know, James, because then I was I was curious. What? I know, I know. Hang on, I was curious, and I was wondering, well, do I know any other deputy secretaries of Homeland Security? Is this a big high profile thing? And I clicked, no, no it you... looks like normal ass people. Like every every person's picture on Wikipedia is just that like school picture style <laughs> government photo. Yeah, they're not like famous politicians. They're just kind of working. No, people. you never know any deputy secretaries unless the fucking secretary has to recuse themselves from something, mm-hmm. and then you find out. Who who Rod Rosenstein is. <laughs> That's, oh my God. You know what? Being alive through this time, it's a good, like, civics lesson. Yeah. I didn't know what, uh, uh, what Emoluments? No, I didn't know emoluments before, and now- Oh, and then the suborn- Suborning. Suborning. I didn't know suborning until a couple days ago, last night. Yeah, so that's a, that's a plus. Um, that's a plus. <laughs> I I pointed out that this uh, secretary, oh, I'm sorry, deputy secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Homeland Security, only formed in 2001. Yep, and brand new, I, uh, brand new department. I always then. forget that. Yeah, because we'll never roll it back. Oh no, nope. that's never going away. The the deputy secretary's name is Charles Keefe, mm-hmm. and he gives this weird. It's thing so weird. Where he's like, I'm not saying something about like I'm not saying we'll attack them. They just need to know that we're looking at him and he and, looks into the camera yeah he like spikes the camera and because of that and because he's in homeland security i was primed to think like he was a bad, a bad guy. guy same you know this is such a weird like watching it now we look at these kinds of characters and instantly think this guy's a bad guy because he's part of the military industrial <laughs> complex so back then i think we're still in that weird i mean we're in the iraq war like that's you know because what that was 2003 and mm-hmm. then so i feel like we're still in that weird space though we're we're a bit 
like yeah but it's weird because it's Wes Craven I don't think he's gonna be like no no you know. he didn't write it that's true he just directed it still I think it's it's a very neutral uh approach to this character who I think nowadays would more likely be probably like a, a more antagonistic yeah character. and not like straight up antagonist but you meet him and you think he's a dick you know, like he's maybe characterized as kind of a yeah. But this dude ends up being like a family. Oh, man. this guy ends up being like the nicest dude. Yeah, with two beautiful children, like two <laughs> and a half kids, kind of, kind of yeah. thing. Um, we get a bunch of vignettes, which are my favorite of people at the terminal, including my favorite guy. What? Yeah, he like sits down and so I was like, ah. <laughs> like what? And then we've got people all like laying on each other's shoulders. There's a cowboy in the background. Of course. It's very Final Destination. Yes. It, it's like, here's all the shots of people that are going to die on this plane is so what it felt like, including two teenagers, one of whom looks like Devin Sawa. Yeah. Other ones got like the big headphones and just frosted tips everywhere. They look like those characters in like his buddies mm -hmm. in Final Destination. Yeah. Like the brothers. There's a little kid flying alone. Again, just like, just we're going to go through all the, it even, even feels like airplane because on that yeah. there's the it's it's a little bit different but it's the sick girl who is um in the back and she's on like the IV. There's a very deliberate shot of Killian Murphy winding up his watch when they're seated. So you know something is weird. Well, also, you know something's weird because it's Killian Murphy. Oh, and, yeah. And, and look he, at his fucking face. He could just be asking for pretzels instead of peanuts. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck's that guy doing? He never asks for pretzels at home. <laughs> <laughs> cool reference for all of the millennials out there. Not even. I know. It's being sarcastic. Oh, okay. That's like yeah. straight up baby boomer shit, James. They reference that in Airplane. <laughs> Wait, that's a reference in Airplane? Airplane? I was referencing Airplane. Oh, no, it's a commercial. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought I was making an Airplane no, reference. No, there's another level to that. Jesus. Yeah. It's a coffee commercial. Oh. Rachel says that she's nervous flying. I'm a nervous flyer, too. I'm a lot better now that we've flown a lot, mm -hmm. but I get it. I don't like it. So he's kind of talking to her, and it seems like he's trying to make her feel more comfortable. And then he starts, they take off, and they're hitting some turbulence, and he starts getting a little too specific with his questions. Just, let's talk about your dad. <laughs> What's your dad like? <laughs> like that Tim and Eric bit? It's basically him where it's that guy saying, like, now tell me about your dad. Is that the who brought up I wanna, the meat? Yeah. I want to meet that dad. Oh, yeah. That's Killian Murphy right now. It's just that <laughs> bit. <laughs> and so he he's asking what her job is. And he says, oh, well, it's my job to ask you questions like this. And, and I want to keep the focus on you and your dad. And it's such <laughs> Rachel McAdams does such a great line delivery where she's like, OK, well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it's a great moment because like. Yeah, it's it's getting progressively weirder and creepier. He's saying, well, that's my job, and my job is to uh, topple governments and assassinate people. And he's been joking, yeah. I put in air quotes, this whole time. But now they're getting a little more specific and weirder, and she's trying to laugh it off. Yeah. It's this great performance of someone in that awkward position of like, 
okay, I thought this guy was okay, but now, now he's, he's a little really weird, weird, and I'm going to be stuck next to him on this plane. They, so like, Yeah, they do a good job setting that up earlier when he talks about how he was named Jack Ripner, and mm-hmm. he Rachel says something like, oh, man, I'd be so mad at your parents, and he says, yeah, I, I told them that before I killed them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it, we, we set up that he is a guy we think with just a really morbid sense of humor and presumably that's what she thinks too but now it's like all right now it's weird (laughs) yeah and it's a great uh just very realistic unraveling of that situation where it's like how weird is how much danger am i in right now because i thought he was just kind of quirky and now he's maybe more than that yeah they're definitely i'm curious I, i i was looking at who they wanted to cast for this just the list of potentials and I wish I wrote it down but it's a thing where I I bet there was a debate between casting someone like Killian Murphy where he just plays evil you know and someone maybe some other actor who maybe in other stuff he's been a good guy and you trust him but then there's the switch to where he's a total creep and I wonder that had to have been a debate it reminds me of the the debate between the versions of The Shining where Jack Nicholson He's kind of weird, you know. Yeah, Jack Nicholson's, Jack Nicholson's already, just fucking already crazy. <laughs> and then the other one with um Stephen Weber, mm-hmm. who has Directed by McGarris. McGarris, dude, McGarris and Stephen Weber, very nice people. Mm-hmm. I worked on Murder in the First with Stephen Weber, and yeah. I interviewed McGarris. And I just, yeah, that that set must have been the opposite of the Kubrick one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I'm, yeah, I'm curious though if there was that kind of struggle with what actors to cast they originally too i remember this they wanted to have older actors i think they were and i'm glad they didn't do this but they were gonna have sean penn and robin wright i'm guessing then she was robin wright penn Mm. so that would have been weird yeah i prefer this even if rachel McAdams seems young for her job that's fine whatever she's great in it and yeah yep so all right so here's here's the deal Keith, that like I keep almost saying Queef, James. Oh no, or O'Keefe, like the painter. Yeah, the vagina painter. The vagina painter. So it's just all There's a lot of vaginas. <laughs> it's all very yeah. On your mind. No, this is the <laughs> the Homeland Security dude. Yeah, the Homeland Security guy. All right, the so deputy secretary. Deputy secretary. I guess every year, uh, once a year, he stays at Rachel McAdams Hotel. Like, go after the Secretary of Transportation at that point. That's gonna have the same fucking impact as a <laughs> deputy secretary. But Homeland Security right now is is topical. Yeah, but deputy. I don't know, man. Like, go after Rumsfeld, not whoever Rumsfeld deputy secretary is, whose name I don't know because he was his <laughs> deputy secretary. <laughs> Keith stays at this hotel once a year, every year, specifically in this one room. He always requests it. And Killian Murphy and his team, we don't really know who his team is. It's kind of a weird mystery. Um, They know that he is heading to this hotel. And so they, Killian tells Rachel, you need to call the hotel and tell them to switch him from the room he's currently in to this other room that we have picked out. Yeah, and the room that he is uh, supposed to be in is like his regular room. Yeah. That's like secure. He's always in that room. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And if she does not do this, her dad will die. And she says, prove it. (laughs) (laughs) To which he pulls out her dad's wallet and is able to describe her senior picture and all kinds of stuff. So she knows that they've been in 
her dad's house and that her dad actually is in trouble. Oh, and yeah, it would be a fake name because he must have chosen Jack Ripper uh, because it has the same initials as her dad because the wallet has her dad's initials mm-hmm. on it. And he's like, if you try to tell the flight attendants, I'll just say you're crazy and it's my wallet. He's making a, he's banking a lot on people not trusting her over him but mm-hmm. i guess that's why i got her drunk it's a movie where admittedly you have to there were a few times where i had to, I had to shut my brain off a little bit mm-hmm. to accept the premise of this i think a major thing is people should be able to hear them that's that and- is the one thing that you absolutely have to just, just ignore. Just, just leave it. Just yeah. Because this whole time he's talking to her and threatening her and everything, and it's it's shot in close up, so you don't see everyone around them. But realistically, if you're on a plane, they're you, on a fucking. Plane. You can hear it's still loud on a plane, but you can hear that conversation going on. You would know something is weird. You would notice him headbutt her like he does <laughs> later, which is a great. He does little... it discreetly as you can headbutt someone unconscious, yeah. but he does. Yes, yeah, certainly headbutt her. You tell the flight attendant and your dad dies. Oh, here I have written that. I think his American accent's really good. Um, yes, because he's... Is he Irish? He's, uh, yeah, he's Irish. Irish Killian, he's Irish. But uh, Brian Cox is Scottish, I believe, and he is fighting his <laughs> yeah, accent. They've made some headway in the last few days. I lost my wallet, but that's part of the course. Rumsfeld was defense, Department of Defense. I don't remember Bush's uh, Homeland Security Secretaries, Tom Ridge and Michael Chertoff. Mm. I don't remember those people. I do know Napolitano. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Kristen Nielsen. Oh, Kristen great. Nielsen. Great. Just like a, just a <laughs> rogues gallery of just absolute winners. Well, before Nielsen was John Kelly. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> I want to go see Vice. Oh yeah. Vice. So her her dad, he insists that her dad is fine. It's just they have a guy parked outside with apparently what some sharpened rebar. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Yeah. This is how you it's know so this is like... not like this doesn't feel like official government like um maybe like another country sending you know this this feels very independent mercenary you know yeah i mean it's definitely terrorists of some sort yeah but the the dudes we see later uh seem eastern european they they're they're vaguely like they seem white but they're speaking a different language like a foreign language apparently that's a bunch of crew members from the movie really (laughs) which i love so her dad is is fine and at home and he Killian says this too. He's at home in his lazy boy watching the comedy marathon. Yeah, and Brian Cox had mentioned that earlier. He was like, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait for you to get here and watch the comedy stay up and watch marathon. the comedy marathon." What the fuck? What the fuck is the comedy, is the comedy marathon? It's so generic. It's this mystery. So she she called Rachel calls with the airplane phone, which wow, we don't have those anymore. Oh yeah, and every seat has one yeah. just in the back of the chair in front of you. Yeah. Like in front instead of the screen that we have nowadays, it's mm, a fucking phone. It's a phone, yeah. With a little c- credit card swiper. Yeah. Were so, those that common? I didn't fly too much I around didn't this either. time of my life. We or, drove two thousand five. And I didn't travel overseas at all. So I, I had no reason to fly around then, so I don't know if those were a thing. So, yeah, she calls, and he is indeed watching the comedy marathon generic. What, you, what would be what would play in this I know, I was comedy marathon? Like the, the apartment? odd couple. 
what the apartment like the the jack lemon oh yeah yeah i well that's why yeah i was thinking the odd couple it's just, just a jack lemon marathon i was gonna it's say yeah just marathon. jack lemon stuff i did write down one of the lines that comes off the tv like it was in the caption so i don't know if we would have heard it otherwise uh so this is a quote and i went and googled this quote because i wanted to know what he was watching and nothing came up so Damn i think it. this is just a weird generic show that they invented well gang brace yourselves i've got good news i'm engaged <laughs> was it like old-timey mm-hmm. of course so that's what dad's watching on TV. cool good job brian cox good use of your time yeah <laughs> Um, there's a lady on the plane who, when they were boarding, asked Killian Murphy for help with her bags, and wow, she's super horned up for him. Yeah, she just wants to get, she wants to join that mile high club she with She absolutely man. does. So then she asked, with her, uh, she asked for help with her bags again, and now Killian Murphy's pissed. He's not trying to pretend to be a nice dude anymore, and now she's just fucking with his plans, but he can't give up his cover, so he says, yeah, sure, and that's when the Dr. Phil lady walks over from the back of the plane to talk to Rachel and says, this book is just changing my life. It's so incredible, and Rachel says, and I love this. I think this is so smart. Um, This movie is interesting because it plants so many little things where you're wondering, what, like, why are we, like, when the fuck is this going to pay itself off, like, the Dr. Phil book and... Um, just pointed shots of the kid, the kid fiddling with his pen. Uh huh. Just weird things where you know that that's gonna come back at some point, but you're not sure how. So this is one of those. Uh, Rachel takes the Doctor Phil book and says, "Oh, let me, uh, you know, let me highlight my favorite part for you." And then she's like scribbling in the book, so we see she's writing something and then gives it back. Yeah, we never actually see what she wrote, but obviously it's you know a cry for help. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is like the first of many times where it's just like. I, I fucking love that about this movie is they're on a plane. They're in the the most confined space possible. And it's like it, there's a ticking time bomb element to it. And she's held hostage by Killian. And it seems like there's nothing she can do. And yet she keeps coming up with all these little ways to try to escape and get around his plan. Mm-hmm. And it's so satisfying to see her try all these things, even though inevitably they're going to fail so we can move on to the next one. And so we have a movie. But yeah. it's just so like, fuck yeah, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it's so scary because Killian sits back down and is like, so I know she's going to look at that book. I know she's going to read that book. And uh, then he just fucking headbutts her out of nowhere. He headbutts Rachel so No, I think he's, he's like, well, you know I'm going to have to get that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then he headbutts her and knocks her out. Yeah. And uh, when she comes to, he's reading from the yes, book. Yes, she wakes up to him reading quotes from the Dr. Phil book, which is great. I'm challenging you, starting now, to stop dealing in opinions and assumptions and start dealing in facts. This is why I'm so glad it is a Dr. Phil book and not just some generic fake self-help person the fact that he's just menacingly reading dr phil quotes is one of the best things he even about has a this throwaway movie. quote like can you believe can this? you believe this yeah oh man and it's so fucking there's funny. another great moment of suspense when she looks back at the woman who had the dr yes. phil book and she's like conked out yeah but and is she asleep or is she straight yeah up and there's dead. like a long shot of of rachel looking really concerned until some turbulence like wakes the lady up but mm-hmm. like it's an excellent thing it's of suspense really good, by wes yeah. craven of did he kill that woman discreetly sometimes and get that book back yeah oh it's so fucking great this movie is um also really funny in a very dark 
way. Oh, that's I mean that's a signature of Wes Craven. So oh, he always yeah. has at the least dark a little humor. bit of humor to it, except for maybe Last House. I don't know if that has a lot of humor to it. Probably been, not. That feels so not Wes Craven. I know it's one I always forget is Wes Craven because it's so bleak. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's very strange, and I wonder if making that and the the sharp reaction to it kind of influenced his later uh, movies because you know compare that to Nightmare or Scream or this nothing nothing alike I guess like Last House there's bits of like really bleak humor with the use of music versus what's actually happening that but comes it's off still as weird, is though it's a hard movie to sit through mm-hmm. and like it's very difficult yeah I, I always forget that's a Wes Craven I think it's around here that we get a very awesome shot that I don't know. We were debating if they uh, mounted it on something on the ceiling or use some kind of gliding technique, but it's a shot that like glides through the cockpit or uh, the cabin of the plane, mm-hmm. and it like goes over people's heads and across the aisles. And you know, you might miss it if you're not uh, attuned to watching uh, shots and thinking like how they filmed them, but. Knowing that is it's crazy how they got that. I, I wonder how they. I did would it. guess a ceiling mount. I can't think of any other. Because it starts in way. one aisle, and you're like, okay, there's a camera person moving down the aisle, but then it like glides over the head of the middle section into mm-hmm. the other aisle and comes back around again. It's it's, it's great. really cool, and it really helps establish that setting and location and where they're at on the plane where they are where all the other side characters are it's it's just excellent god Wes Craven man I know it's so good um so Rachel uh agrees to make that phone call she finally says fine I'll do it I'll call the hotel so she she calls and the line craps out halfway through yeah while she's talking to Cynthia yes while she's on the phone because they're going through like storm clouds and stuff but Killian doesn't notice because she has her phone on the side of her head that is like away from him. And there's like a little screen on the back of the phone that's like line disconnected. But then he's watching her make her call. Then he looks over and there's a guy across the aisle also on the phone who then takes it away from his ear and is like, oh, damn it. And like says the lines out so then he fucking just grabs that phone away from her looks at it and then he goes cynthia cynthia yeah but even that moment of right when it goes out and you see rachel realize it and then and then keep make talking. the decision to bluff her way through yeah. and pretend like cynthia's still on the line is so good and it's another one of those like this is a smart character to just pretend to keep like oh yeah she fulfilled i totally her end of the did bargain. Yeah, yeah but that fucking and dude across the aisle had to be on the phone too of course everyone had to be on their plane everyone's phone gotta be on the phone in the middle of a fucking storm everyone's or gotta some use shit. the fucking i'm assuming really expensive plane oh, phones yeah. <laughs> yep but yeah it's, it's just another awesome attempt uh by her to circumvent yeah. the situation she's in this is i will say uh, I think I thought about this yesterday and brought it up to you as oh, a yeah. thing that kind of bugs me. Um, so if they're flying through storm clouds, because the thing is, she she can't make a scene or anything because if she does, Kelly Murphy's going to make that call and have her dad murdered. So why not during the storm where no one can get on the phone why not just stand up and make a big fucking thing and be like, this dude has a bomb or is holding me hostage or something just to like get him detained and ha- maybe have the plane make an emergency landing. Yeah. I don't know. Because then he couldn't make the call and have mm-hmm. her dad killed. So 
I don't know. I don't know. I would if if anyone. I don't want that to be a uh, a thing that bothers me. If anyone has a maybe some reasoning where that would like why that wouldn't work or why that wouldn't have been. Well, it kind of sound he kind of sets it up as though if the dude outside her dad's place doesn't hear from him at certain points, he might act on his own. Oh, like he has to call it off. Maybe. But then again, he also says later he won't do, he only listens to what his master tells him, Yeah, which is like, are you, are you getting maybe, off on this dude? Maybe. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And there's also just the element of like, Suspend. not thinking that fast he, oh, when it happens. Yeah. Like she tried one thing when it happened, the, the, the continuing to bluff and then when she gets called out on that by him, maybe she's just too freaked out to think something yeah. like that. Whatever. Yeah. Like was a, it, I mean, it's not a perfect movie. No, it's not. But it's but definitely it's enjoyable. Fun. Mm-hmm. We cut back to dad watching the comedy marathon. That's where I pulled that quote from. Mm-hmm. And there's a newspaper <laughs> thrown at the dad's door by a guy in like the bed of a truck who is wearing a hat and a red sweater. It just looks like Freddy. Kind of looks like Freddy throwing those newspapers. I was shocked that that wasn't in the IMDb trivia, but it looks like Freddy Krueger in a truck. <laughs> yeah, if you watch this movie in anticipation of this review, let us know if you also noticed that. Or yeah. if you're going to watch it, let us know if you think you agree with us. Yeah. We went back and rewatched it, and, you know. Kinda I feel like it looks enough as though it were intentional. A little, yeah. It's not like. Because you can't on the nose have that dude in a red and green sweater. Yeah. That would be insane. Yeah, but he's got a little hat. Yeah. And... It's the silhouette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that shot is there just so dad will notice there's a weird fan outside. Killian reveals that he knows Rachel's whole life. Like he's just been stalking her this whole time. And he knows everything about her. So that's why he knew her favorite drink. So it's not actually a party trick. He just straight up knows her favorite drink because apparently she's kind of a loner. And like after work, we'll just like go to the bar and like always orders the same thing. And that's how he knew she lied when she said it was a Bay Breeze. She says, all right, I have to go to the bathroom. And he wants to, he holds up a water bottle and is like, well, this is the best I can do. <laughs> you know what? Just like piss everywhere and they gotta land that plane you ever you remember like do they have to land a plane if someone pees i don't know if someone pees but if someone takes a shit or they even there was a news story i think last year where some guy took such a he like where this guy had such a bad fart that they had to emergency land a plane because it smelled so bad dude what if you were that dude i know there's two ways to react to that Total shame or completely own it. Yeah. I'm the guy whose fart was so powerful I landed (laughs) a plane. I had to ground a plane. (laughs) Yeah. My fart is akin to a bomb threat. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I won't give details, but one of our favorite stories of mine is when a bunch of my friends were crammed in a hotel room and one kid... Not James. I'll say not, not. me. Yeah, like I was actually not, not in James. either of these positions. But one kid took a <laughs> shit that smelled so bad that another kid on the other side of the the small hotel room threw up in a bucket, threw up in a <laughs> waste basket because of how bad it smelled. Oh, if you're, if you're listening. You know who you are. Yeah, I know who you are too. James has told me your names. <laughs> I know who was involved in that story. <laughs> Oh my god. Good god. So she he relents and lets her go to the bathroom and um 
she walks past the little girl who's flying by herself. The little girl notices something is weird because she looks at Rachel and looks back at Killian and Killian is just watching her. Looking like Killian Murphy. So, yeah. yeah. And while she's in the bathroom, Rachel writes, 18F has bum on the mirror with With soap." soap. Which is so smart. Another thing. Yeah. Another awesome attempt to yeah. do something. But um, there's a quick headshot of the kid with headphones while this is all happening. A quick headshot? Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, there's a headshot. headshot. <laughs> no, there's a quick <laughs> shot of the kid with headphones. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Wondering where his pen went because he was drawing and stuff. It's and a little like vampire. It's like a little Frankenstein, Frankenstein pen. Thing. Yeah. And so. Dude, what'd you do with my pen? That's what he says to the oh. guy next to him because they're like, I thought you were final doing destination. a dude, my car? Dude, where's my pen? <laughs> it's behind the mail truck. It's been there the whole time. What does mine say? Sweet. What does mine say? <laughs> dude. We, Sweet. We tried. What does mine say? <laughs> dude. We tried watching that movie. We didn't make it 20 minutes. Nope. I don't we think. turned it off and we have a very high tolerance for bad like bad comedies even yeah but you want to do master of disguise and after we watched the trailer last night hon i don't know if i can make it i don't know it. that might be one where we don't make it because then we watched like a top 10 most painful moments of master of disguise yeah. and in between each one was like <laughs> a screenshot of the dictionary.com definition of joke and it's like wah, wah, wah. Yeah. it's yeah. like dude just show me the fucking dana me. carvey clips that's what we get though for youtubing clips of master of disguise I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be. <laughs> oh, we also get a quick shot of Keith with his family on their private plane. And so it's a very pointed shot showing oh, this, us that yeah. he has a whole cute family. He's a family man with a wife and two kids. The kids are just snuggling up to for a nap. Yeah, it's all very <laughs> wholesome. So we go back to Rachel in the bathroom, and she's just been in there too damn long. That's the thing. So he knows something's up. So he walks in there and sees that she wrote that on the mirror, and then he um, kind of just beats the shit out of her in this bathroom, and it's very uncomfortable. And that's when we we see it earlier, but we see it again. She has like a scar on her collarbone, yeah. kind of. And he that was had- like a weird thing. It was yeah, weird backstory. We we find out backstory I don't think later. It was necessary, but I don't know if it was either. Because what it's revealed, like she says, yeah, she was assaulted at knife point. Yeah, at one point earlier on, and she was like, I'll never let. This I'll never let it happen again. All right, yeah. sure. But yeah, the little girl uh, tells an attendant that she saw like a man go in the bathroom. Oh, with... this is so tragic. Yeah, she yeah, the little girl's so right. She's like, hey, I saw a man go in that bathroom. But then I, I saw a lady in there, too. And then, of course, the flight attendant's like, oh, it's one of those flights. Yeah. And then when they leave the bathroom and go back to their seats, the one flight attendant yells at Killing Murphy and is like, this is not a motel. Sure. 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 Rachel makes the call. Cause yeah, she finally does she kinda it. Gives, she gives in and makes the call. And after she makes the call, that's when Killian says, oh, actually, Keith's whole family is going to die. It's not just Keith. His whole family is in danger um because spoilers we're gonna bazooka this fucking hotel room Dude, they're gonna bazooka this fucking hotel room <laughs> really good 
subtle plan. And they're going to fire it from this boat that like, so the Secret Service. Yeah, you know, that is next. Might yeah. as well talk about this awesome so Keith, plan. Keith gets to the hotel and what's the uh, assistant's name? Cynthia. Cynthia. Yeah, Cynthia. <laughs> and so Cynthia tells him that like she has to, he has to move to another room that Rachel approved it. And so this uh, security team goes in to clear it out and everything. And they look out the balcony and they see a fishing boat off the shore. And actually, didn't they get there like super early in the morning? Shouldn't it still be dark? I don't know. They see a fishing boat off the shore. And so they have the Coast Guard or whatever go check it out. And uh, they go and check it out and board it. And they they search the boat Mm -hmm. and they don't find anything. And they're like, oh, sorry to bother you. But then it's revealed that like the dude's on the fishing boat they they pull up this giant weapons yeah, case from which in the I liked water this a lot. that was a great element cuz yeah. like i had seen this once before and i remembered like oh yeah those people on the boat are involved yeah but how do they get their boat searched and not have anything found oh it's underwater and they pull it up with their fishing rods yeah i thought that was excellent i liked that too mm. So, and yep, they, they open up the box that they pull out from the water. It's just, they're it's a assembling a giant bazooka. fucking bazooka. <laughs> just a missile launcher. It's, I'm sure there's a more technical term. I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's a, a giant fucking bazooka, For all bazooka, purposes, dude. it's a bazooka. Yeah. And I guess what? They uh, presumably needed him in this other room for a more clear target or whatever. Yeah. I'm guessing the other one was probably on the other side of the hotel. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. they needed this room because it's easier to. Blow the fuck up. Yup. Um, the plane lands. Killy Murphy's that guy who claps on the plane lands, which <laughs> hey, I thought other people joined was funny. Him. I know, but it's so funny that he's that guy. Although, you know what? After long, again, I don't remember where they're flying from, but after really long flights, people clap. That This is when, yeah, Rachel reveals her backstory about this past trauma she has. And then she fucking... We see she's got the pen. She took the pen from that kid she with a little Frankenstein pen. on the end. And she just stabs Killian Murphy right in the fucking throat. In a perfect spot to make him lose his voice so mm-hmm. he can't call his buddy and have him <gasps> kill his dad. I or her dad. Didn't even think of it that way. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, cool. She stabbed him. I didn't even think, yeah, he wouldn't be able to make the call. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. it's pretty dope. Yeah. And she just bolts. She runs. This little girl trips Killian. This this whole chase through the airport. I, okay. <laughs> I get from a bystander's perspective. Yeah, this lady just stabbed a guy in the throat with a pen. But also, he's chasing her and is um, scary looking. <laughs> I just think more people in this airport at least would be like, ma'am, do you need help? Like, is that guy harassing you? Because no one really stops either of them. Security's running after them. But besides that, you know. I, yeah, I love how she like uh, changes outfits real fast. Mm-hmm. You know, like takes off the jacket she's wearing. Cause... So, yeah, so she doesn't match the description. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Rachel calls Cynthia and tells Cynthia to pull the fire alarm at the hotel and so she does. I just say in all caps here, bad guys have a bazooka. They launch that shit. And luckily, Cynthia gets the the family and everyone else to like move out of that room after pulling the fire alarm. But dude, they launch this bazooka in that hotel. That that side of the hotel just gets fucked up. Yeah, man. So I'm, while this is happening, Rachel is driving to her dad's house and she fucking there's a guy in the front lawn of her dad's and she mows this dude right well, yeah because she gets there and she sees the because killian had mentioned that his associate was sitting outside in a like a silver bmw yeah and so when she pulls up she sees that car there and comes up to it and sees that it's empty yeah so then she looks over and sees this dude in a suit 
on her dad's porch. And so she just revs up her car. And I was like, what if it was like a salesman or a Jehovah's Witness? And she's, but no, he does pull out a gun and start shooting at her while she's driving at him. Yep. And he misses, but she plows into him, into the house. Into her house. Yeah. That guy's dead. That guy's super dead. Yep. And so she's looking around for her dad, but then she turns around and Killian Murphy is there and he's like, hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He has a very weird (laughs) delivery of like, hi. Because he can't fucking talk, which is like... As much as the visual of him getting stabbed in the throat is so fun, and like you mentioned, that's a good plot device, I miss having him be able to talk during this <laughs> kind of cat and mouse thing where he's chasing her around. Oh, no, I think it's fine that he's all raspy. and Yeah. Yeah. She throws a fucking fire extinguisher at him. One of her high heels goes into his leg, and he knocks out her dad. He then leaves that room and comes back, but the dad is gone yeah because she like pulled him out of the way yeah so it's a uh the i remember the one previous time i had seen this movie i remember when i finished it i was like it was good until they got off the plane i and the house part sucked watching it this time i didn't feel as strongly that way yeah same like the house stuff goes on maybe a couple minutes too long but it's a good uh like chase sequence in a house like it's very well constructed for a chase confined to a single house and yeah. like a really i said big house like but... i said yeah it's lucky that fucking they have this big ass <laughs> yeah. house i don't know what brian cox did for a living but mm-hmm. they uh yeah they definitely have a large house the kind with where you have a bathroom with uh two doors to different rooms mm, yeah that's, yeah that's fancy that's fancy bathrooms that's bathrooms <laughs> off of a bedroom to me are so foreign and really fancy yeah if yeah. you have a bathroom that has like a bedroom entrance and a hall like whoa yeah holy bucks. shit <laughs> but yeah so it's it's a good well-constructed chasing because she's like climbing out the uh, upstairs window and down the side of the house and getting back in through the kitchen. That's when she hides her dad. And it, yeah, it's, it's done really well. She goes into her room. And so again, we get the payoff of, you know, seemingly random shot from earlier where we see all of her childhood shit is still there. She grabs a field hockey stick and just beats the fuck out of him with this field hockey stick. <laughs> and it's great. Cause she's playing field hockey with this knife. She like knocks the knife out of his hand and is using her field hockey maneuvering skills to just like bat that thing down mm-hmm. the hallway so he can't get it it's like good payoff for yeah it's that, that this whole movie is yeah. good payoff for little stuff he killing throws her down the stairs <laughs> yeah he like not even push he fucking just like throws her because she falls over the railing so she just plummets down those stairs it looks so painful she grabs the dart that the guy on the front lawn had it was like a it wasn't a gun it was a dart are you sure Uh uh-huh you're positive i'm positive it wasn't just a gun with like a silencer pretty sure i think they're like darts i don't know i thought it was just a gun really yeah but i see that you wrote dart twice so yeah (laughs) but also i don't know just you know the idea of like she darts him is so funny (laughs) and then uh the dad shows up and also darts killing everyone. like it's just there's fucking darts flying everywhere maybe i just imagined it i'm gonna go on record saying i'm pretty i think it was just a gun with a silencer really? but i might be wrong All neither right. of us know guns so <laughs> but that's the thing is like darts look like darts i don't remember a dart really <laughs> yeah i thought he just got shot 
keep talking. Uh, sure. No, I, I need to know now. I, this isn't a thing I'm going to put in post. I need to know now. I'm going to go on the Wikipedia and double check. Dude, I, like a dart seems like a weird decision because it's the gun of his associate. Right. His associate wasn't coming over to dart the dad. He was, he was coming, coming over, over to, to rebar fucking... him. Hmm. What's rebar him mean? Rebar is like that. The piping stuff? Yeah, that goes uh, inside like concrete and stuff. Yeah. The stuff that in Belko experiment, I call the pipe sticking out of the wall. And people yelled at me because it's rebar. Sorry, I'm not in the construction industry. I don't know about tensile strength. It does say gun on Wikipedia. It's just a gun, dude. But. What if we watched a weird version of this where it's like E.T. with the instead of guns, it's yeah, Wes, Wes Craven special edition. For some reason, this movie, he just had a, a an awakening where he realized, no, it's too violent. Put oh, darts dude. in it. That's probably why my version of Scream has them running, running around with pool noodles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That might be it. Is <laughs> that uh, kill him? Right. Yeah, but he that's why I think it's a dark gun because he like kind of dies really slow. Well, yeah, he's a horror movie villain. <laughs> <laughs> My next note is just yay, Cynthia. I don't know why, but uh, I guess she did kind of save the day a little she bit. She did. She saved uh, the Department saved of Homeland Security. By pulling the fire alarm and getting everyone out of there. And yeah, she good saved job, Cynthia. Cynthia. And there's these, these two hotel guests that are assholes, one of whom is... Uh, uh chris pine's dad oh really yeah i forgot he's an actor too he was on like chips and stuff oh he looked familiar i thought maybe he was the dad from even stevens but (laughs) no and then uh they they yell at rachel because cynthia she's a really good dancer she's a really good dancer um she fucked up selling with the reservations and then rachel mcadam says you know what you can fill out a comment card and shove it up your ass (laughs) which is great and then they walk off happily ever after. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It's a nice, tight, compact little movie. Great performances. As, you know, at, at this point, as I would expect from a Wes Craven movie, it's got a lot of, like, strong lady characters. Like, it's yeah. kind of like a recurring thing in this movie because not only is Rachel McAdams, like we said this whole time, just a really uh, resourceful, intelligent, persistent character, but, like, even her, like, the little girl who oh, is yeah. knowledgeable and like sees and Cynthia is oh, yeah. uh, portrayed Cynthia. as like um, a very anxious and almost hapless employee at first. But then she saves the day in that mm-hmm. subplot by like rising to the occasion and saving Keith and getting them out and like standing up for herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, like even down to the flight attendants who uh, try to, you know, intervene and help. I, I don't know. Yeah. Follow Dead Meat on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram. Also, the Discord, the subreddit, and soon the Twitch. Nice. Yeah. You can follow Carebeck, C R E B E C C, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, deadmeatstore.com. Mm-hmm. Email any comments or feedback or whatever you want about this podcast, deadmeatpod at gmail.com. That's yeah. all, Chelsea. Or tweet at me. Or do that. I check Twitter more often. Yeah. This podcast is 100% the work of Chelsea's efforts. I just sit here and talk to a mic for an hour, and you do the hours and hours of research and editing. Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> so thanks for that mm-hmm. until next week i'm james i'm chelsea and this has been the dead meat podcast